0: Welcome to the first Camogie Curtain Razor podcast here on Sports Stars. I'm Darren Kelly and today we're looking back on last night's draws with the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Senior, Intermediate and Premier Junior Championships. We'll be getting the thoughts of Galway manager Cahill Murray and we'll speak to former Offaly star Elaine Dermody who will also preview the Faithful County's Domestic Senior Club Championship which begins this weekend. Our regular analyst Colin Duffy will give his view on how he thinks things will pan out over the year. And we look at Monday night's fixtures in the Carroll Senior Camogie Championship. So let's look at those straws for the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Camogie Championships and I think the eye catching one is in the senior championship group one, all Ireland champions Galway up against 28 times champions Cork, Offaly, and Wexford, concluding that group of four. Kilkenny, the 2016 winners, are joined in group two by Limerick, Waterford, and last year's intermediate champions Westmead. Group three has three teams, and that'll be a battle between Tipperary, Clare, and Dublin. The winners of groups one and two qualify automatically for the semi finals. The two runners up will join the top two teams in Group 3 to contest two quarter-finals. In the Liberty Insurance Intermediate Championship, there are four groups. The winners of each qualify for the semi-finals. In Group 1, it's last year's runners-up Galway, Dublin, Kildare and Leash. Group 2 sees Meade, last year's Premier Junior Champions Kerry and Cork. Three is Down, Derry and Kilkenny. And Group 4 contains Tipperary, Antrim and Carlo. And in the Premier Junior Camogie Championship, just seven teams going to post the top two from Each of the two groups qualifying for the semi-finals in Group 1 will be Clare, Offaly and Wexford and Group 2 is Armagh, Limerick, Roscommon and Waterford. And as things stand, all those games are scheduled to commence on the weekend of October the 17th. We'll come back to the Camogie Draw in a few minutes with our special guests, but the first breaking news uh, today is, well, it's all Camogie, of course, but the date for the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final has been fixed for Saturday, December the 12th. It's the Senior Final we're, desi- we're talking about. No confirmation about the Intermediate or Junior yet. Delighted to be joined by our regular analyst, Colleen Duffy. You know, Colleen, you'll be talking to us about the draw uh, la- later on that took place last night, but just very quickly, let's talk about this announcement of the Kaboke Association the senior final going ahead in Crow Park that's good news it looks like the intermediates and the junior won't
1: yeah it's, it's disappointing I suppose um, for the premier junior and the intermediate grades not to uh, what looks likely not to have their finals in Crow Park I suppose and um, maybe trying to avoid double headers a bit, maybe trying to avoid uh, pressure on the pitch as well, because uh, the lads will have their All-Ireland finals the next day. It is supposed to be a double header, but we'll talk more, I suppose, later in, in the podcast about the whole thing around COVID and uncertainty around games. But I suppose at the moment, you know, it's good to have some sort of a pathway it's great that all uh, that Crow Park is available for an All Ireland final. Yeah, another All Ireland final in, in December, hopefully. Um, I don't know if uh, if games do take place and they do go ahead. Um, I think the Christmas presents will be coming early. And um, you know the O'Duffy Cup, everyone would love to have that, and everyone wants to win the big presents in Crow Park, of course. And um, yeah, I I, 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 my predictions will come later in the podcast, but uh, I suppose. Um, You know, Cork would be the most appropriate colours for being lifted uh, of the O'Duffy Cup uh, in Croke Park on that particular Saturday, Saturday, December 12th. But we'll we'll delve into that a little bit more later on. But um, certainly, it's good to have some certainty. And I suppose this is um, the first of the ladies' inter-county games That have put forward a venue and a date and you know we haven't had the ladies football fixtures confirmed yet we're obviously still waiting on confirmation uh, on the rest of the fixtures but for the Camogie Association to be able to come out with this today so soon after doing their draws last night I think it's brilliant for the Association and hopefully touch wood now everything will go to plan and that Saturday December the 12th we'll we'll all be heading to Crow Park for the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final.
0: And it is calling in before we we go for now, like it's great that there's certainty about Crow Park because that fear would have been there as well let's call it spade a spade but the lack of GA facilities the shorter time frame and all that and there's no doubt and we'll be speaking to many involved in Intermediate and Junior over the next couple of weeks they'll be very very disappointed and maybe some might be angry about it that it's not happening in Crow Park but I think realistically speaking and ladies football will probably be the same too the triple header like that we normally get that we normally enjoy in September was probably always going to be a likely non-runner this year
1: yeah and I think within that as well I mean there's so much talk this weekend about crowds at games Um, tonight for instance um Down leagues begin and um, I I know East Belfast GA, I give them a bit of a shout out. That's the ladies football side of things, but their Kamoki team will be up and running um, and well, are up and running and have their first game midweek next week. But for, for such a historical club, I suppose they're talking about it's such a pity that people can't go to the games because in the 26 counties, people are talking about, oh, crowds limited to 200. Up north, they can't have any crowds. It's behind closed doors, totally. So for 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 people up there, you'd have to feel for them even more. But I suppose to extend my point, um, we don't really know where we're going to get to in terms of crowds at games if these All-Ireland Finals can take place. So instead of having maybe... Um, You could have up to six counties if there was the normal Camogie triple header. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, counties that have second teams as well. And invariably, you know, the likes of a Cork or Wexford or somebody might have a team involved in in senior and intermediate grades. And, you know, that at least there's a bit of spreading out here that there will be some sort of restrictions on crowds if these games can take place there's no way i can envisage by the end of the year that we're going to get back to any sort of capacities or anything towards the norm so this will allow uh, it's a benefit there as well that more people will actually physically hopefully be able to get to the games at that stage you know instead of like Uh, I'm using very small numbers here, but say like a hundred tickets here, a hundred tickets there, divided up against by six counties, at least the competing counties in the senior you know they'll, they'll have bigger crowds and it'll be a fairer system I think uh, on that side of things as well but obviously there's a lot to come before we know anything for definite but at least there's a focus now and a date and I'm sure the Komogi Association they've thanked the GA their colleagues in the GA for their continued support in securing this important date for Crow Park and there's always been good cooperation over the years and I'm sure they're working hard behind the scenes already as we speak to try and get the immediate and premier junior finals into a suitable grounds as well.
0: Colin, what we do is we'll be talking about the uh, last night's draw in a while but maybe on Monday we'll go in a bit uh, deeper into regards to Northern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, the crowd restrictions how it affects both sides and also we might have heard a bit more reaction or news on the All-Ireland Camogie finals as well and we'll see can we, we chat in more about that uh, That was Colin Duffy our regular analyst, he'll be back again in about 20 minutes time when we go through uh, the draw for the uh, Senior, Intermediate and Premier Junior Camogie Championships Took place last night, but uh, before we look at that, um the, the senior championship All Ireland champions Galway have been drawn against Cork, Offaly, and Wexford. And Earlier earlier on, I got a chance to talk to the All Ireland winning manager, Colin Murray. Yeah, it's gonna
2: be a tough start, all right, yeah. Um, good draw, I think, overall, and it's, uh, it's gonna be a very competitive championship. So, I suppose I think it's a whole game we have against Cork first, so uh, yeah, it's a good to start
0: the competition. And, of course, you're in a group of four, along with Offaly and Wexford as well. Of course, Galway Corp will catch the attention, but I think you made a good point there. It's a good game because yeah, after all the long break that you've had, it's a, it's a match that you'll really get to test yourself out and see where you stand in regards to your title defense. Yeah, it's good to get a good
2: game like that. And uh, they in the campaign, um, I just, uh, so, uh, look, it's, it's, it's a good competitive campaign and a uh, lot of stuff ties in all the groups. So, uh, yeah, I suppose we're looking forward
0: to it now. and Wexford are the other two teams as well. They're always competitive on their day, can cause problems, especially pending where those games take place as well. Two matches you certainly can't afford to take your eye off the ball. No, you can't
2: afford to take your eye off the ball in the games now. And um, certainly Offley gave us a, a good runner last year in the ninth as well. And I look, Wexford are going to be would you prove this right
0: about it I, I would be sure of so yeah this to the intense unfortunately after the ball and uh, um, I suppose look, you're your your so to progress from that um, in regards to just going through the other groups quickly Colin I know you wouldn't have looked too much at them but Kenny Limerick Waterford and Wes Smead in group 2 Tipperary Clare, and in Dublin in group 3 there's going to be some intriguing contests as well and no guarantee to know any potential knockout opponents yeah certainly uh, there's
2: a lot of intriguing guys and uh, you know Anyone that comes
0: out the two groups is going to win, certainly. So, um, yeah, lots to forward to And also the Intermediate Championship as well. Lots to look forward there as well. You're in a group of four again against Dublin, Kildare and Leash. So, not really tight contest ahead. Yeah, listen, uh, that's going to be certainly a big game against Dublin in the first
2: game. And, uh, you know, we just about the over of last year up in Dublin. And, up, and uh, in the game we needed to win as well. And, uh, You know, they're they're really, really good. You know, they gave us a really good game in the Championship and things have been improved up there so that's gonna be a really tough 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 start for us. And uh, obviously we the they're neat as well, it's gonna be a tough route from hold of, you know. They can't afford to mess up because the the winner comes out so it's uh, it's you know, you need to to really start strong
0: Oh, it's been a long break. I know, in regards to last time we spoke in the senior championship, you knew you were going to have a, a, a breather in that, but the intermediates were flying at the time. Uh, you must be really looking forward to getting the panel back together. Yeah,
2: forward, we're looking forward to it. Obviously, they're back in the clubs now, and uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a good club championship in Galway, it always is. Uh, mostly a good club with good skates and with no injury worries. And,
0: uh, you know, we're not going to be training until September 14, so it's still a long wait. But, yeah, looking forward to it. And, our now and organized, so it be good. No, no doubt you have been keeping in touch with them through the Zoom. Has become the most popular word in 2020 and all that. But of course, there's only so much you can do. Did you try and keep yourselves tipping along, or did you just take a break when you realised this lockdown was going to last much longer than we originally anticipated? Yeah, it's funny enough.
2: We were we after we beat by Turbery anyway, the league, so we were kind of on a flash, So we were going to give them girls a few weeks off anyway.
0: You mentioned the club championship, we'll be previewing that, which begins on the 28th of July as well. Lots of intriguing games and that, I won't go into the ins and outs of that with you now, but uh, no doubt the panel is open anyway, and you would be hoping that one or two players stand up and make themselves count over the next couple of months. Yeah,
2: listen, we go to our matches, and uh, we always do, and you uh, know it's it's going to be a really good competition and some really good matches, so we you know able players put their hand up, yeah, we'll be starting to them.
0: That was Galway senior and intermediate camogie manager Conan Mario spoke to me after last night's draw. Delighted to be joined now by former Offaly player and 2013 All Star Elaine Dermody. And Elaine, we were just talking off air there. The draws for the All Ireland senior intermediate and junior camogie championships have been made. And not a good draw for Offaly, a very, very tough assignment.
3: Yeah, it's I suppose deep down the girls will know that that's a really really tough draw and I suppose when they see it first they'll probably be be dreading it but I think over the next couple of days when they when they sink in you, you always get that uh, that sense of optimism um when you're playing championship you have to have it and uh, you know I'm sure they'll they'll get to work with with trying to trying to do the best they can but yeah I mean on paper Galway and Cork and and Wexford who are trying to rejuvenate themselves um it's not an easy one that's for
0: sure. Certainly not going to be as well and uh, with Galway, Cork and even Gikenny too, there was always a fear for other teams if two of those drew each other too. But as you said there as well, well Wexford are taking a different and want to rejuvenate themselves. It's probably the first basement how the draw went It could be probably the first game for Offaly and one that they'll solely focus on.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean it's crucial to get off to uh, to a good start. It goes without saying, um, I think Wexford, yeah, they'll be very disappointed in the last couple of years. Their fall from, from, from the top, I suppose, has been, has been quite steep. Um, from where they were, they were the feared team for so long. Certainly when, when I was playing anyway, you know, they were, they were the, 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 feared, the feared team out there. Um, very important for Office to get off to a good start. Look, this year's championship is, it's going to take on a whole life of its own. Um, you know, the, the way the world is at the moment, anything is possible, really. Um, so it's important that they get off they get off well they start well they start positive and then they can drive on and I mean it, it, it's going to depend on you know they're going to be playing either Galway or Corkton in their next game and depending on who wins that battle in the first round you know one of the teams may be under pressure or one of the teams may be a little bit less under pressure so you never know
0: as you said, there it's a completely different world. Collective training hasn't begun yet. Everyone's been keeping themselves fit. But of course, it's a club window, and that's why we're here talking today. Just a quick question about the Offaly Junior team as well. They're in a three team group with Claire and Wexford, and no doubt they'll really be aiming to try and make an all iron semi final.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd expect the Offaly Junior team to be quite competitive. Um, certainly before the lockdown, I, I was aware of kind of. The panel that they had brought in together and you know it was, it was quite strong there was a lot of experienced players there maybe who had been in around the fringes of the senior panel and maybe didn't just quite get the, the run of games or the run of, of, of luck that they needed um, and then they sprinkled that with a lot of up and coming young players so I, I would without you know without wanting to put too much pressure on them I would expect the, the Offaly Junior team to, to be very competitive in, in that championship
0: We'll be keeping an eye on them, and also we'll be keeping an eye on many of their players, because we're here to talk about the awfully senior club Camogie Championship, awfully getting the honour of restarting Camogie at its a, adult competitive level, and it's six teams involved, three games this weekend, an interesting championship format, Elaine, where it's pretty much two groups cross-playing each other to decide their own positions in the knockouts.
3: Yeah, it's certainly it's certainly a new one for me. I mean, um, when I was playing, uh, which I played for a good few years, I don't remember it ever been a championship like that, but that format was used in the Offaly uh, I think it was senior B football championship or maybe just the senior football championship itself in uh, in 2019. So, um you know, there's obviously uh there's there's, there's marriage it. there's there's potential complications that we would take us all day to probably go through that could could occur, but um yeah, it's an interesting format and look at really I mean, there's six teams in the senior Championship championship in Offaly and um, and look at you're gonna to have to beat everybody probably to, to, to get to get to be to get to be champion. So it's it's an interesting format. It'd be interesting to see how it works out. But you know there, there is there is potential for um you know for two teams in, in one group to maybe finish on more points than than one team in the other group. So um it could have a slight complication. But uh yeah I'd say the girls can't wait to get going now and just get a get a get a game under their belts.
0: We'll talk about Saturday's game in a second but of course we should start with the defending champion St. Rhinos their first game since the All-Ireland final in Crow Park back in March and they will want to lay down a marker against St. Killian such in Banner on Sunday at 1 o'clock
3: Yeah I mean we we all we all watched uh, St. mean that like heartbreaking defeat I mean you were so close so close and to have it taken away from them in such a cruel fashion with time up it was you know it really was it was a really really tough blow for them and I think um, it, really the break has probably done them the world of good because you know that that final um, there wouldn't have been much t- lead-in you know or rest time for them if the championship had continued as normal and they would have been back out again quite quite soon afterwards and I think the mental fatigue and the maybe the emotion of that All Ireland might have you know really maybe taken its toll on them but I think the break. That's occurred. Will it will certainly stand to Saint Rhino's I think they're defending champions. They're going for four in a row. They're the team to beat. They're the team everybody wants to beat. Um, and St Killians will have it. Will have a tough job. But St Killians, um, to their credit, were were such a young club when they first came up to senior, and they were all all the players were nearly around the one age, and they stuck with it. Like, and it wasn't easy because initially, you know, they got a few a few beatings, but they they they've. They've stuck together, and they've—they're um, a really, really competitive outfit, and they're a very physically strong team as well, with some really, really top players. And um, you know, they're—they're they're going to take watching from St. Rynas as well. They'll have to be under guard for St. Killian's, but you would expect Rynas to probably come out um, with all that maybe hurt built up inside them, and. Um, and maybe take it out on St. Killian's. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. It's an interesting game, though.
0: It, it really, as well as being first day as well, the championship, of St. Killian's, it doesn't get any harder than going to Bannerhurst to take on the defending champions. It's pretty much go for it and test themselves at this level against the top team in Napoli, the top team in Leinster, um, and see what they stand leading to the rest of the campaign.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And look, at, I mean, this championship is going to be so... You know, it's 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 so it's so it's so tight in terms of, of time frames and look, you're gonna have you're gonna have clubs that are gonna suffer injuries. You know, we, we I suppose never more than now. You, you haven't really heard from too many camps about how things are going, who's back, who's not back, who's injured, who's not injured. So it's all kind of fairly quiet on that front. So probably won't know until the teams take the field really who's who's even playing or who's even available, you know. Um but St Killians, yeah I mean look it's it's a shot at, at playing the playing the champions I mean really probably not many people outside their camp would expect them to win so that kind of gives them kind of no pressure go in there and, and give it give it a real go and they'll be clever as well they'll be clever on the, on the sideline they'll be you know they'll have their, their battles probably picked and it's just a matter of whether or not they'll have they'll have enough um, they'll have enough firepower to, to put up a score that'll beat St Rhinus. I think that'll be the the key thing I mean Rachel Brennan is an absolutely, in my opinion, fantastic forward um, for St. Killian's. But she's probably going to need a little bit of help on the scoring front there. And if she can get it, I think they'll, they'll be very, very competitive.
0: Now, it's going to be a really intriguing day on Sunday because, well, that game's on in Banner, An hour later in Burr, your own club, Drum Cullen, along with Lusmad taking on Burr as well. Burr were county champions back in 2014. Uh, a, a tough game, but a very uh, eagerly weighted contest in St. Brendan's Park.
3: It is, yeah, um I suppose every year you look at you look on paper and you look at the bur you look at Burr on paper and you say, Wow, they have some serious commobi players, and you know they've just got that one title to show for it, which for them for themselves would probably be disappointing um in terms of 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 ourselves playing them. there's been nothing between us for the last couple of years. Have had the upper hand, um, which usually a point, two points. Maybe we've had a, a draw or two along the way as well. So there's never been anything between the teams um, really. Um, our team very very young this year, very very young. Uh, got rid of a lot of the, the older ones that brought the age profile up, but uh, very very young. Coming off the back of two uh, two successive minor um, championships, minor A championships. But you know maybe just not uh, very seasoned yet at this level. But again. Uh, I know that the girls will will go in there to St Brendan's Park, and I mean it's a fantastic place to play camogie, probably the place to play camogie in in Offaly certainly. And you know they'll relish it. Um, the weather's been been pretty decent. Um, and you know if, if you can't go in and play in St Brendan's Park, you shouldn't really be playing camogie at all. You know, just go out and enjoy it and, and see where it takes you.
0: Elaine, are you telling me we're not going to see you in Drumcullen Gardens at all this year? <laughs> <Fred>? <laughs>
3: Oh, afraid not. Hung, hung, hung up the skirt hung up the hurl, hung up the helmet. Um kinda of had my mind made up at the end of last year and then the way this year has worked out has kinda of made it maybe a little bit easier. Um, in that it's such a it's such a condensed it's such a condensed window. But uh no, unfortunately I I won't be I won't be taking the pitch I wouldn't say ever again for uh, for Drum Cullen, so or lust Drum Cullen, but uh had a good run so I can't complain
0: yeah to forgive me I'll keep an eye on that over the next couple of months anyway um, <laughs> finally we go back to Saturday first and of course uh, the game that's kicking off the Camogie uh, new season uh, Shinrone, last year's runners up they're travelling to play Kilcorma and in Mombolas at 6 o'clock on Saturday evening uh, Game Shinrone will be targeting to get up to winning wins
3: of course they will yeah and I mean they ran St. Ryan so close last year um, I think St. Ryan's I think they won by 3 in the end but like you know there was absolutely nothing in it for, for so long so Shinron will take huge confidence from that um you know they've they've all their players back I'm um, led to believe you know um no no um no retirements or or whatever so they'll be very very competitive and it's a tough game for for KK they've come up out of the um come up, come up out of the junior ranks and always have fantastic uh, underage teams uh, KK Kicormakalahi and um just seem to seem to maybe maybe not do themselves fully fully justice and um, at at senior level when they're at it but um I know from playing them they they're they're difficult opponent you know they, they've got a lot of different skills in their in their team they' they've got phys- very physically strong players like got very fast players they've got very skillful players and um you know they they will really they'll give chiron a serious game and chiron really want to be under guard to make sure that they don't uh, they don't cause an upset but you would expect Chinron, um, again, you know, with the players that they have, um, you know, with Michaela Mark and they're leading them from the front and, and, and the likes of Marion Crane and and Christine Cleary and Gron Egan, you know, backing them all up. Um, they, I think they'll just, I think they'll get over KK, to be honest.
0: Chiron, a team to watch as well in the Championship. Two quick questions, Elaine, before I let you go. We've talked about the six teams that are involved this weekend. Who, in your opinion, will become off Champions in a couple of months?
3: <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a, it's a tough one um, look at say St. Rhinus stick out as the obvious favorite um i i, I don't know I, I think yes i think there's there's probably merit in that but i, I think chinrone have a I think have a really really good chance if they can stay injury free and if they can you know um, if they can navigate a path to, to to a to a county final i i think they've got a really good chance like your 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 head would probably say say rhus for for first but um I, it wouldn't surprise me if Shinron came out on top this year to be honest
0: we'll be keeping an eye on that finally before I let you go we don't have time to go through all the intermediate and junior now but is there any club in particular we should be keeping an eye out in the lower tiers that could have a very very good year this year
3: um yeah I suppose Tullamore um Probably, you know, we we played them in the relegation game last year, and they started off at 100 miles an hour, and I thought we were going to be better at the gate, and we just slowly cro- clawed our way back and managed to win the game. So, um, Tullamore, like to me, would be would be very strong in the junior championship, um, and again, I would expect them to have a to have a good year. I would expect them to come back up to senior, and. Um, Look, it's it's such a difficult year to know who everybody has. Injuries are going to play a part. Who's got the biggest panel? Who can cope with different things? You know, maybe girls having to opt out of playing for for you know for reasons relating to COVID and whatever. It's it's very difficult this year to predict anything. Um, but I would expect Tullamore certainly to, um, to 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 do some damage now at, at junior, and uh, I'd expect them to come out. But they won't have it. They won't have it there. Their own way, either if they're not careful, you know they need to be wary of the teams that are there. But I would still expect that they have enough um, in their armory to, to come out as junior.
0: We'll definitely keep an eye on Tullamore's fortunes as well, Elaine. Thanks a million for joining us, and hopefully we we'll talk to you again over the course of the championship.
3: No problem. Good to talk to you. Thanks.
0: Now, as promised, Colleen's back to talk about the big camogie story of the weekend and last night. And that was the draw for the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Senior, Intermediate and Junior Camogie Championships. And Colleen, absolutely no shortage of talking points. Certainly not. And some cracking groups.
1: And one of the things I was just thinking of, actually, when I was watching the draws was, how in some, in in a lot of cases, it became very provincialized, I suppose. You had maybe like two teams from one province and then a visitor coming in or whatever, or maybe three teams from a province and another one coming in. Um, Some fascinating fixtures. And I suppose this is what everyone was looking forward to. I mean, it was kind of, I remember, I think I was talking to you about a week or 10 days ago, and we were wondering when are the Komogi Association going to make these draws you know the excitement was building inside us and we, we've got some cracking groups I mean people have probably seen the groups already you know we, we, we can go through them I suppose there's no Listen, better... just before you do
0: Colin because um, we have, we'll go through all the three groups individually but uh, listeners now have listened to Kyle Murray talk about uh, group one and we've heard Elaine Dermody talking about the tough draw for Offaly so if we just do that group one quickly and we spend a bit more time in two and three and uh, Galway Against Cork, what a way to a championship! A tough draw for Offaly, but they'll target Wexford there to try and get their heads up. And likewise, Wexford have they gone away? Are they asleep in giant? Can they resurface? You know, four counties with a lot of questions to ask themselves, as well as their attempts to continue on in the championship. I think one of the things about this particular group, and I suppose
1: fixtures in general, I mentioned in the ladies football podcast earlier. You know, it's been a great leveler the last couple of months in terms of, um, you know, the breakaway, if you like, and everything else. And I think the breakaway certainly did Wexford the power good because obviously they had a bit of turmoil there at the start of the year, and different things with the county board and teams, and a lot of things were were not. Uh, parry too, I suppose, as well. But now I'm sure everything has somewhat settled and it, it leaves a, a great leveler there. Cork and Galway here, like you're looking at two of the top teams in the country. There's no doubt about it. That is the standout one. But as you mentioned, Offaly, Wexford, they, they'll fancy their chances. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a shock somewhere in this group in terms of a result. Be that perhaps Wexford getting a result where nobody might expect it because, as I said, at the start of the year they were in turmoil, but I'm sure they've got their house in order at this stage. Plus, Offaly are a team that have the talent. There's some good young talent coming through there as well and you know, for Alfie and Wexford, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a particular baby they beat Galway. I'm only joking, Darren, but I think, you know, I, I think they can run Gal- Galway and Cork close in their fixtures as well. And it's just about preparations and the timing of when these fixtures take place and, you know, when people actually, um, when, when counties are actually facing each other in the round robin as well.
0: Offley and Wexford have given Galway and Cork games in recent times. I think Wexford have beaten Cork in one or two recent championships as well. But before we leave this group, are we looking at Galway and Cork as the two favorites to advance in their meeting, probably to decide to go into the semi-finals? I,
1: I think I think so, to be honest. Um, I, I think that's your top of the table fixture there. I mean, unless there are massive shocks in this group to to destabilize one of Cork or Galway, it's very hard to see uh, you know, one of those two not coming through as well, and I suppose the thing about it is, it's uh, it's it's very hard to um to, to actually pr- predict um where where the, where they will go after that as well, because you know it, it's, it does interest in parents when it comes to after that as well, but you're definitely. unless there's massive shocks Cork and Galway for uh, the, the, the latter stages of the championship and it could come down to score difference actually maybe as well
0: now, there's two groups of four and one of three. The two winners of the 14 groups advance directly to the semi finals. The two runners up of those groups will join the top two teams in Group Three. In Group Two, you're looking at Kilkenny, Limerick, Waterford, and Westmead. Kilkenny, on paper, will be red hot favourites facing their. fact, they've been in the last four um, All Ireland finals in a row, but they had a poor league. Limerick, Waterford, very hard to pick between them. They were, they were both quarter finalists, and after All-Ireland Championship and Westmead moving up to senior it's always a tough task but they definitely think they're capable of getting results somewhere.
1: I'm liking this group actually because like it's very hard to look past Kilkenny but if you look at the other three I think there's a lot of uh, uh, parity here in some respects as well. I think Westmead have a good mix actually. I know it's it's very hard when you make up this make the step up into the senior championship But, you know, teams have shown, like Offaly in the last couple of years, that they're well able to stay up there. And indeed, we saw Meade in senior grade for a couple of years uh, as well. So uh, I think in terms of Limerick, Waterford and Westmead, while you'd say all Limerick and Waterford would have more experience, I wouldn't put it past Westme to actually um, get a good result in this group because I think um, they've, they've huge preparations and efforts put into them in the last couple of years. I know Johnny Greville pretty well um, over the years, been involved with different teams, even before West, Westmead Komogi. And while they're picking from a small playing pool down there, they don't lack like heart, they don't lack like talent, they don't lack like skill. Um, so from my perspective – I wouldn't be surprised if Westmead uh, came away with maybe a result here, but I don't think they're going to make the knockout stages. Um, Limerick, L- Limerick likewise, are, are a team, I suppose, that are, have made good strides in the last couple of years. But, but again, for me, it's kind of very hard to actually um, predict fully. I think one thing when it comes to these fixtures actually as well will be the information and what comes out of club championships because then we'll have a better idea of where counties are possibly standing as well. So it's it's going to be quite interesting Kilkenny to make the semifinals and um, a battle between Limerick and Waterford, and it could be Westmead who might claim a result against either Limerick or Waterford and scupper things when it comes to score difference for either Limerick or Waterford,
0: and one of those to advance to the quarterfinals. There's no relegation this year from senior, which will definitely benefit Westmead's development in trying to establish themselves. And we've seen with Limerick and Waterford that it normally takes two or three seasons to find your feet in senior. But just before we talk about Group 3, calling. A good decision, I feel, of the Kabogi Association about the relegation, but it's the fact that there's no promotion. Would you feel that, that properly they could have looked at that again? i be between two minds
1: about this one. I suppose if you've promotion and no relegation, you would end up next year with three groups of four, or you know, you'd you'd have uh, equal or four groups of three. So you know, more potential for fixtures and a balance in the fixtures and maybe a chance to look at the structures of the competition a little bit more. But I, I suppose, Darren, as well, like, I mean, we, we'd love to see um, cups being lifted, I suppose, in competitions. That's really, really the thing. And I think counties will be happy enough just to, to, to park maybe all the other things they would have given out about in the past if this was a normal year. Um, but I suppose then, if you are crowned the All-Ireland Intermediate Champions or the Premier Junior Champions, you know, do you feel a bit short-changed? I was going to say, whoever gets their hands on Jack McGrath K-Mills might have a different opinion later Dear, That's it, yeah. I, I think it's, it's a bit like some of the advice for the coronavirus or whatever. It changes by the minute. You know, what, what people might think now might be different in a couple of months. But, you know, once we get the games
0: played, I think that's the most important thing out of all of this. One group that really caught my attention, Colleen, was Group 3. Tipperary have been making strides they beat Galway in the league, and they were deserving winners. I saw the game myself. Clare had a big victory over to Kenny in the league. Some people will feel they've far to deceive uh, since running the likes of Galway very, very close in the final years ago. And Dublin, while well, having semi-finalists a couple of years ago, haven't really built in that sense. But all three teams will feel this is an opportunity to progress to the knockout stages.
1: Yeah, it's a a real group of death in many respects. I suppose, you know, Tipperary had a bit of a dip and they're coming good again the last couple of years. Um, Dublin, I suppose, were going well, then took a little bit of a dip. Um, John Tracy took them over this year. And, you know, there was some progress being made in the initial rounds of the league. Um, Clare, you know, our our brilliant team, uh, I feel they always should maybe do a little bit better than they actually do sometimes in terms of results. But uh, here it's it's quite intriguing because um, it's very, I actually find it hard to see who will necessarily top this group as well because when you've groups of three, you know, one team beating the other and everything else, groups can get very tight very quickly and this should come down to score difference really because when you have a group of three, it generally does. I can't see... A team not winning at least one match in this. I think everyone's going to win at least one game.
0: Well, then, yeah, but on the flip side as well, I'm um, calling Tipperary. Will be probably favourites on paper, being in the All Ireland semi finals the last couple of years. But now is the first time they're going into a group where they'll have to handle the mantle of favourites. And that will happen too, especially after making the league final. I know that game isn't going to take place as well. Mm-hmm. So for Bill Melanie and his team, you know, it's going to test their, not their character as such, but I suppose test their ability to handle pressure against two teams that will fancy doing a job in them.
1: And the thing is, Tipperary can handle pressure. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of them division one-wise. I've seen their second team in the last couple of years. There will be a team I keep an eye on, Dublin as well. You're, you'd be the expert maybe more so when it comes to the Clare camogie team. Um, but certainly, I think, you know, Tipperary do have that bottle. They've they they they've got it back. You know, they, 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 they maybe lost it a little bit, for a few years, they had it in the Jovita Delaney, the Claire Grogan era, and it's it's been back in spades. It really has been back in spades, and that steely determination. And I remember seeing them against Mead last year, and it was just a joy to watch. And Mead put it up to them that day, and they really they really could have uh, come good in that game in Ashburn. But it's um, I suppose I, I'm possibly expecting more than maybe people might expect from Clare and Dublin as well. And that's why I think things are going to level off a bit. It depends what the three counties have been doing in the last couple of months as well. And I suppose I caveat I would say for all games um, across all codes at the moment as well. And I mentioned about what's been done in the last couple of months. I mean, usually teams have things down to T in terms of injury prevention and everything else. But because there's been inaction for months on end, it's it's going to be. I'm throwing it out there, and I hope it doesn't happen because we've some talented players. But I'm just wondering if injury prevention is going to be um, a big thing over the coming months as well, because I, I think you know players aren't as prepared in some respects as they would normally be, you know, all the strength and conditioning, the group sessions, maybe, you know, I know a lot of counties and club teams have well have been doing things on Zoom calls and everything else, but it's, it, it's hard when you're on your own to get things right. And I just hope as a result of that, that, you know, we don't see maybe an increase in injuries in the club games over the next coming weeks and that everyone's going to be fitting well when it comes to the intercounty
0: action, touch wood, uh, if it takes place as well. It's certainly something we'll have to talk about in more depth again and after we see a few club games, we might get an idea of that, but injury prevention could be a key one. Colleen, very, very quickly, uh, you didn't answer any softball, so I'm just wondering, are you want to name a Lauren Senior Camogie champion for me?
1: Well, I, 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 I'm going to put my pessimistic hat on as well. I think that's a mug's game. But I, if if everything goes according to plan, if we have games, and um, last year I got it right, ah, um, oh, neck 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 on the, neck on the line time there. I was saying about Tipperary's steely determination. We're talking about Kilkenny, Cork, and Galway being, you know. Uh, I suppose there over the last couple of years. Um, I, I'll stick my neck in the line and say, t- if like if, if Tipperary come out of Group Three, they'll be very well prepared. Um, there's a possibility that they could get to the final. And um, just looking at who could face each other, Groups One, Two, quarterfinals. Finals. Um, you know, I, I, I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking of a Cork or a Galway, but I. I I'll stick my neck a bit out in the block and say that Tip could actually do it this year I got it right about the Tip hurlers last year and that, that, they're going to love you in the Premier County that was, <laughs> that was, that was like, it was a slight bit of a ball from the blue uh, for some people um, and and they obviously beat Leash along the way but from uh, from a certain point um, I, I, I'll say Tip Rary because you mentioned Bill Milani there and I know the work that's gone in and and um, yeah, I'll, I'll stick my neck out. I know there's other people in other counties. I'll be disappointed and I'll probably be wrong, but I'll stick my neck in the line and go for tip this
2: time around.
0: Well, it's certainly not going to be lacking motivation anyway. After this, now in the league final, something that we will discuss again in more detail because uh, we've moved on with time, Colleen. Let's talk about the intermediate championship. Uh, four groups: a group of four, three groups of three. Last year's runners-up, Galway, in with Dublin, Kildare, and Leash. Uh, last year's relegated team, Mead uh, facing Kerry and Cork. Uh, down, Derry, Kilkenny. That's a group that really um, I find intriguing. That's Group Three, and then you have Tipperary, Antrim, and Carlow in Group. Four only the winners of each group qualify for the semi-finals.
1: All of those groups are very hard to predict because I always find, like in the case of Dublin and Galway in Group One, in the case of Cork in Group Two, in the case of Kilkenny in Group Three, and Tipperary in Group Four, you're talking about second teams. And I mentioned um, Tipperary there in terms of their second team. They obviously did quite well in the league last year. Uh, when the, and and the feeder, you know. What, what's coming true as well um, what's going to be in terms of second teams um, I hate keep going I I hate to keep mentioning coronavirus and foreign books but this one's a, a real um tongue twister head wrecker if you like because the second teams are normally pretty strong but who knows what we'll have on second teams um, given the way the last couple of months has panned out again that'll start to become a bit clearer Um, because obviously some of the second teams that were involved in the league, some of their talent I'm sure has stepped up maybe a little bit to the senior grade or you might have a, a, a lot more players vying for realistic spots on the second teams because I know in the case of some of those counties they really comb their club championships and they'll be looking there might be a couple of girls back from abroad have transferred different things as well um, I'm very excited um, about the way these groups have uh, panned out like apart from group 4 there you're looking very provincially I suppose you've got group 1 doubling Kildare and Leash all in Leinster uh, Galway coming into Leinster was a big thing in the hurling a couple of years ago um, there's a bit of that going to happen here um, I think um, Kildare changed the manager there was turmoil uh, in the county board they almost had no camogie actually at the start of this year and um, so it'll be interesting to see where, where they've come over the coming months since. Normally, Kildare, I would say, would, would be uh, functioning quite well. Likewise, Leash at the start of the year almost didn't have an inter-county team as well. Um, so it'll be interesting how those two counties come out there. Dublin, so well prepared. Um, Galway, likewise as well. I, i kind of with bias. I would love to see Leash coming out. Um, you have a bias heading you there in terms of Galway. I, I think it'll be between Dublin and Galway, but I, I'm sure. Um, as well, you know, Gal- Galway seem to be fairly well oiled when it comes to the intermediate championship. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of last year's uh, players, obviously eligible as well. So I, I can imagine it'll be between Galway and Dublin there. Um and it will be intriguing to see what happens there as well Cork, Kerry and Mead you've got Mead who are relegated you've got Cork second team who are always strong Kerry um, you know just up very exciting delighted to see what's been going on with Kerry camogie they can only get better uh, I believe saw the club fixtures popping through the email Richard, Dardo if you're on He's on chin. He's always he's always good for the info. I think I know more about Kerry Comoghi than I do sometimes about what's happening in my home county. Uh, but it's it's brilliant uh, the efforts that going there on and off the pitch. The tree sticking obviously getting our chance to play intermediate now and all the other players uh, down there as well. Brilliant, brilliant to see. And um, that one's going to be hard to predict as well in the sense that. Mead are very strong I mentioned earlier I saw them in Ashburn they had a good league as well it's, it, they had a very good league mm. and um, me, me like this is this is like i was saying about group one and be between Dublin and Galway and like Kildare and Leash you know have had shaky starts on and off the pitch um, to this year Car Kerry and Mead if you were to look at those three counties in a group a couple of years ago You'd be saying Cork by far, but Meade have made such huge strides in the last five or six years. Kerry coming up as well. This one, this one is, this one's going to be harder to call than people might think. And I think Cork could get the shock of their lives here. And we could, I I, I think the camogie world outside of Cork would like the interesting one here where you'd have Kerry beating Cork. You know that that would that would be a real turn up for the bugs in in the Komogi fixture, and it would be indicative of the progress that C- Kerry have made as well, and um, that that could potentially happen there. Um, an intriguing group. I
0: Another. Well, there's group, a just wondering, calling just before you go on there, like because with Mead and Cork as well, it's a repeat of the twenty seventeen Intermediate Final, the Winter yes. Replay, but also too Mead have the the experience of being Senior Division One Komogi recently. Um, they'll want to bounce back very quickly they've had Cork's number a little bit I think they won the week's league game by a point was mm-hmm. this year last year but likewise with any team that Paulie Murray has an influence on they're going to be gun for uh, whoever they consider a threat to they're potentially lifting a trophy it's a possible scoring difference scenario I think to be fair yeah you couldn't allow a draw between Cork and me I mean like we don't mean dismissive of Kerry oh either. yeah uh, Kerry, I think this year, no different to Westmeath and Senior, will be about finding their fees and being competitive. And I've no doubt that Kerry will give Meath and Cork a right battle.
1: Definitely. and um, And I think, you know, you've got three teams who are coming at this from different angles, but everyone obviously wants to win at the end of the day. I mean, you know, there's nothing more exciting than when you get promoted and you've your first championship game after being promoted and wanting to prove yourself and wanting to show you're not a flash in the pan and Kerry Komogi will you know very organised and um, and I suppose, again, it depends where the fixtures fall. It depends whether, you know, who's at home, who's away as well. A lot of the time as well. I mean, if Kerry have a home venue for a game against me, they'd fancy their chances. And um, it'll be interesting color clash, I suppose, there as well. Um, who, who, who'll get to wear the, 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 main strip, if you like. Um, but Cork. Like you mentioned, they've had great battles against Mead over the last few years. So Mead won't fear Cork. Likewise, Cork won't fear Mead. Um, there could be complacency set in maybe a little bit if Cork face Kerry or Cork faced Mead. And there might be – I'm sure there's going to be a lot of publicity and interest from Cork face Kerry as well. And, you know, there'll be a bit of pressure on Cork when they come up against the kingdom. I mean, you know – there's usually the talk maybe in the ladies football or or the men's Gaelic football when Cork face Kerry here here there's a bit of a new rivalry now will start to develop as well and uh, I'm, I'm sure Kerry people are proud they won't want to be on the wrong side of that one and likewise the Cork people too as well
0: yeah certainly it's, a, it's an intriguing because the rivalry between the counties in general anyway you were about to go on to group 3 before I um, interrupted Jen for me calling this was like the tightest of the groups like we talked about Kilkenny having a poor league at senior level they're missing an awful lot of players that should be back for the summer too but they've always had a strong panel they were all Ireland champions in 2016 but I like the idea of down against Derry I think this is going to be a real battle for a team that we won't rule out Antrim we'll talk about Antrim in a second but down against Derry for Ulster Camogie. This is going to be an intriguing contest, providing, of course, that the winners of that game can be Kilkenny. Yeah, and having
1: been involved with Ulster Camogie as peer on the past, I'm always keeping a close eye on how the counties up there are getting on. And um, certainly, Derry, I suppose, um, they've had mixed results over the last couple of years, like just. I know from keeping an eye on them, Down obviously made huge strides in the last couple of years uh, as well. And, you know, everyone knows Fanula Carr, but there's, you know, there's so many players up there. I I really shouldn't be picking out names because I'm doing everyone else an injustice, but but it's just sometimes uh, just certain names come to mind. But um, I, I think that's going to be a real battle. I suppose Down perhaps might have the upper hand uh, traditionally as well, but... Derry they're, they're they're working they're working hard up there I suppose they, they maybe have taken a bit of a
0: dip uh, in had a very very poor league and no yeah. doubt much of a that. I thought it would goal myself and I think down beat them well in the spring
1: yeah yeah it's um, it, 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 I I as much as you'd like a very competitive fixture here it's very hard to look past down and um, you know f- for whatever reason Derry haven't pushed too hard although you know the Owen Rua girls are remembering there was a sad funeral there during the weekend it's just brought the club into my mind at the moment um, you know they, they had great battles with the harps for those uh, junior and intermediate All-Irelands obviously Owen Rua doing so well then the whole way to Crow Park and Slot Nail and you know it's it's um it's it's brilliant to see um clubs doing well but I know myself that you know you think of say Cross McGlenn over the years or you think of uh, in Armagh with the men's football or you think of maybe Port Leash and Leash dominating in Leash over the years but sometimes when one club is dominating in a county it can actually affect the, uh, the how, how the county are doing in a negative sense when it comes to the inter-county front and often maybe some players mightn't be available for the county team because they've had such runs when it's come to their club championship stuff so it'll be interesting to see I think if Derry get all their players available and they get through a good club championship without too many injuries as well um, they they will be a force to be reckoned with but on form and on league and on the last couple of years it's very hard to look past them Um, and Kenny as you mentioned we obviously have to mention them as well and They've always had good, strong second teams. I mean, the one thing I've always found about the counties that have those second teams is it's it's very unusual that the second teams don't do well. I mean, if you go back through all the um, All-Ireland Intermediate Finals in, in the last couple of years you mentioned Galway and you know I remember a few years back with Wexford both senior and intermediates there in the same day Cork have had uh, senior and intermediates I think there in the same day as well you know it's always those counties who've got the second team invariably that end up being at least one of the teams in an All-Ireland Final so it's it's kind of hard to look past um, in a normal sense, you know your second team coming out of the group. I mean, I mentioned Dublin and Galway in Group One. We're looking at Cork possibly in Group Two. Here we're looking at Kilkenny in Group Team, uh, sorry, in Group Three. It would have been quite interesting had all the second teams actually been drawn in the one group. It might have made it very open indeed. But um, for Down, I think they they can be quite hopeful that they can push Kilkenny, um. Derry could spring a surprise but it's going to be between Down and Kilkenny in Group 3 to advance Um, possibly shaded for Down and this one it depends what sort of strength and depth is in Kilkenny's second squad uh, with everything
0: that's happened in the last couple of months and then when you go on to Group 4 we talked about Tipperary and they won the Division 2 league last year got caught very late by Galway in the Northern Ireland semi-final uh, they'll be favourites but they're up against an Antrim team I think they put five goals past them in the league and then you have Carlow as well that probably have just never really built on from their back-to-back junior successes a couple of years ago
1: I suppose if we start for you finish there with Carlo and not building on those back-to-back junior wins it's I suppose it's very tough for Carlo. I'd be a little bit familiar about what goes on then there in terms of uh, covering some games over the years and known Valerie Crean very well when she was involved um, with Carlo, with IT Carlo and Carlo, and having kept an eye on the scene over the years. But um, in in terms of making any further progression, it's a small county with small numbers, and um, when when you consider ladies football would be the more popular of the two sports. And how they managed to keep camogie alive in the county? Like there is a hurling pocket of the county, there is a mainly football part of the county, but it is a very very small county. And um, the, the, the whole, I I think Carlow will be a county that will be happy that there's no relegation from intermediate this year, and they've a very very tough group, um, and. I, I I see that they'll be the ones that'll finish bottom of the group. I think Antrim will be second here, uh, and Tipperary to top it because I think Tipperary's strength and depth, it's very very strong. And um, I I this I, I, I hate to discount Antrim because I know there's hard work going on up there, but I just think um to top this group it's going to be between Tipperary and Antrim, and um it's it's. It's it's very hard to see Tipperary not being Nansham, but at the same time I reckon it
0: will be pretty close. Certainly will be as well. Um just one word, Colleen, do you want to throw a county out there to win windy intermediate?
1: you you love putting me under the spotlight. And normally I, I'm not one for sitting on fences. I normally would say, Yeah, go for it. But I, I really think with all that's happening in the world with the last few months and I'm after mentioning it a couple of times and you can edit it out if you want before this goes on Spotify and all the various channels but I, like whatever by trying to predict a senior winner like you go into the intermediate grade and I'm, I'm not necessarily making excuses I, I think I'm giving a valid reason here I've mentioned it a few times already there's too many second teams involved here to really be hugely familiar about what exactly their panels are going to be now. So I'm actually going to sit in the fence for this one Darren, because I, I, even, even to try and predict who was coming out of groups there, it was it was a bit of a push. Um, so trying to predict an overall winner, maybe 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 in three weeks time. I don't, I, I, could, I could be smart and I could say COVID will be a winner, but uh, we, we, uh, you, we'll, You've already said the case for COVID already, today, so we're <laughs> going to move on we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come back to it in a couple of weeks' time and I might have a clearer picture before the championships hopefully start. And I'll definitely try and predict the winner for you then. No bother at all, Colin. We're going to move
0: on now before time gets the bear of us. The junior championship, the down team have pulled out. There is seven teams in it, a group of three and a group of four. Clare, Offaly and Wexford in group one, all of them second teams as well. In group two, you've Armagh, Limerick, Roscommon and Waterford. Limerick, the runners up last year.
1: Yeah, I suppose, Darren, if we start with Group 2 there, and you mentioned Limerick, and Limerick are, um, you know, for me, a, a team that I, I, I don't think they should be in, in in this grade. I think Limerick, Komogi, is strong enough to have a team at senior and at intermediate level. So we'll see if that pans out. Armagh, brilliant team over the years. Roscommon, likewise, seen a lot of them in the league. And again, I suppose... Waterford—it depends, kind of, what squad they have. But I do know there is great strength and depth in Waterford Camogie, particularly in terms of underage over the last couple of years as well. And and this is this is a this is a great group, um because you've got three of the four provinces represented, you've got—I'm not sure exactly what the plans might be here, but I'd imagine there could be a new couple of neutral fixtures maybe in this group if they want to get games played and I know it'll be hard to get pitches and different things if hopefully we are playing games in October as well so so this one could come down to you know who wants to travel if they're willing to make the journey to a neutral venue or if they're willing, to, you know, not necessarily in terms of full teams, but maybe players for whatever reason themselves might be hugely comfortable. And they could be working in healthcare scenarios or different things as well. So this is out of all of um, the competitions. This is the one where you're most likely going to have a couple of neutral uh, venues
0: in play as well. And not that's you going to have, well, have three recent all Ireland finalists in this group as well. So it's going to be very competitive. Yeah, it's,
1: it's – it's, uh, look, I, I suppose the thing is we want games. We want competitive games. And um, the thing about it is, you know, two out of four out of this group, two out of three out of the other group, um, Claire Offley and Wexford in group one, um, someone's going to feel they've got a raw deal. You could end up with scoring difference here between second and third place in a group. And uh, that's, that's going to make it intriguing as well. I, I think as well from, from, uh, from a Komogi viewpoint, you're looking at very competitive games here. And I think people often look at lower tier competition and, you know, whatever it might be, whatever... Code of Gaelic Games, and they often think, "Oh, you're not going to get the standard." That's going to be a huge lie here because Arma, Limerick, Roscommon, Waterford—they've all brought a lot to league action as well as championship action in the last couple of years. I mean, if you look, Roscommon were in a league semi-final against Kildare a few years ago in Burr great game, and uh, Kildare then ran Tipperary close. In, in the final as well, and that Tipperary Kildare, you know, both of those are intermediate level, and um, you could look at how Mead didn't do too badly out of Division Two in the Senior Championship as well, and um, you know, different different things like that. So I really think here, it's 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 hard to it's hard to predict who's even going to be the bottom team in this group, top team, second, third place. It's one, it's actually for me it's nearly the hardest group to predict even though there's two coming out of this there was only one coming out of groups in the intermediate championship this one's actually a real uh, head wrecker in terms of who's going to come out but the one thing here is if the games get played Komogi's going to be in for a winner and uh you know the 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 crowds that will be allowed go into the games, and hopefully there will be crowds allowed. They're in for a treat, uh, because there's going to be a high standard at Camogie as well. Uh, knowing what I've seen of these teams in recent years,
0: Colleen, that's Group Two, of course. Group One, three second teams in the group: uh, Claire Offaly, Wexford. Um, that is, again, it's going probably down to the strength of um, the overall squads of the various counties.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. And I think Darren here as well, you know, they'll be very happy to be in a group of three with two teams coming out. And Wanksford, we touched on it earlier. They had a bit of turmoil in terms of uh, inter-county stuff and the different things at the start of the year. Um, They normally have a a great second team. And I suppose normally over the years, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we'd seen Wexford in senior and intermediate all-Ireland finals on the same day in Crow Park. But their second team have dropped down to junior now. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of young talents building there as well. Likewise in Clare and Offaly as well. So this is the group where all teams will fancy themselves coming out of it. There is going to be one left disappointed, of course, and um, but certainly it's an intriguing group as well. And um, it, it'll be interesting to see, I suppose, we might have more of an idea in terms of panel formation uh, closer to the start of the championship as well. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure all three counties are... When realistic chance of making the semi finals. And I suppose for all three as well, they'd, uh, they'd have realistic aspirations of making the final also.
0: It's We're going to look forward to those games when they happen as well. That was our preview of the senior intermediate and junior commodity championships. Colleen, before I let you go, a big talking point, I suppose, in the last few weeks. We want to give a mention to it. And I've no doubt we'll be discussing this much more down the line. No All Ireland minor commodity championship this year. Uh, it's, it's needless to say that the ma- managers of the various counties and lots of supporters, especially those connected with the various players, uh, are not happy about this.
2: Yeah,
1: very disappointing. I suppose um, you know it's 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 a tough it's a tough one. I suppose this year because you're trying to squeeze in games. You want to make games available. I know myself. I've been involved with various um, levels of uh, high levels of administration. Um, and cross the Gaelic Games family over the years, and and trying to decide on you know things in the normal course of events in terms of fixtures and different things can also often be very hard. But particularly this year. But I suppose you know I, we have we haven't mentioned it so far, and it's one that we will explore, I'm sure, in another podcast. But I would have been more in favour of the Komogi and Ladies Football Associations putting their inter-county action before their club action and um, having, you know, slots for promotion of the games. I think it would have worked quite well. They would have got good uh, promotional slots starting off. But I suppose the thing about everything that's happened in the last couple of months, sport, which and you know, outside of sport as well, um, is that... You know, we've all had to give a little. We've all had to do something maybe that we mightn't like to do, be it staying at home, not going to games, you know, not going out to training sessions, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I know it's very hard for for these players, but um, for themselves and for their ladies football counterparts, I'd love to see next year's championships made under 19 just for next year. And that might help somewhat. Uh, you know with the
0: disappointment of not having that All-Ireland series this year I've no doubt we will talk much more on that and say we'd love to talk get into it more and also Colin, a good point you mentioned there as well in regards to the county have come before club. So we will get to all that over the next few podcasts but as you can tell it's a very very busy day with Camogie Colin Duffy thanks a million for joining us no
1: problem at all Dan
0: that was Colin Duffy and we'll be hearing from Colleen every Monday and Friday on Sports Stars and both Camogie and Ladies Football. Also don't forget on Monday night in Carlow they commence their Senior Camogie Championship with two intriguing contests. Michel are at home against Mount Leinster Rangers. That game throws in at 7 o'clock and half an hour later at 7.30 it'll be St. Mullins Versus Nay Breed, so two intriguing contests there in Carlow as well, and we will be having a look at the Carlow Camogie Championship in a later broadcast. <laughs> And that's it for the Camogie Curtain Raiser this Friday on Sports Stars. I'd like to thank our guests again: Colleen Duffy, Cahal Murray, and Elaine Dermody, and also to Joseph McDade for our team song on the Verge. You can check out more from him on josephmcdade.com/music. We'll be back again on Tuesday with our review shows. The third half in both Camogie and Ladies Football, and keep an eye on our social media for updates on all the action over the weekend. With that, enjoy your weekend, whatever you may do. I. Darren Kelly, this was the Curtain Razor and we'll chat again soon.